everyone, this is your girl Latoya from She Evolved with another podcast that will empower you. Our guest on She Talks today is one of my childhood friends, Shakima Lee, now known as Mrs. Prescott. She is a dance fitness instructor and owner of Urge to Dance. Shakima is making it her mission to encourage women daily to live a healthy lifestyle through dance fitness. I am so in- inspired and excited to have her on my podcast today to share her story on how she has evolved both as a woman and a wife. So, hey, Kima, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm happy to be here, share my story, catch up with you after so many years. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It has been years. But thank you for being here and today just to support myself and she evolved. So thank you for being here. You are welcome. It's my pleasure. So you have been killing it in the dance instruction um, via social media and in person. I cannot wait to see you and visit with you because I definitely want to take one of your classes in Cali. Oh, yes. I would definitely love to have you in my class um, when you come out, just like old times. Um, but for now, of course, you can, you know, log into my um, YouTube channel, or STKO. I have uh, plenty of videos on there for you to tune in. But of course, when you touch down in Cali, be sure to come check me out and I would love to have you. And I'm sure all of my other queens will be welcoming you with open arms. Oh, I cannot wait. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Just like old times. I mean, look at you. All the success that you're doing right now in your business personally and professionally is so inspiring. You have evolved into such a great mother. I'm seeing your mini me. She's a little dancer and you're now a businesswoman and wife. I just want to know, how are you able to do it all? So let's just get right into the podcast. So my first question for you, Kima, is can you share your love story by telling us how you met your husband? Yes. So I met my husband um, back in February 2007 at a mutual friend's dinner party. Okay. Um, I noticed him, but did not pay too much attention to him because back then I was in a relationship uh, with someone else. So, of course, in my mind, I thought he was very good looking, but I didn't try to pursue anything um, because I was in a situation. So I found out the next day that he was actually interested in me. But, of course, I was like not, again, trying to pursue it because my situation. So at the time, um, I wasn't happy in my relationship and had plans to part ways with my my then boyfriend um, for so many different reasons. Um, But anyway, I ended up breaking it off with him. And that same month, I met my husband. So the first time my husband and I, we went out um, on a date and he just made me feel wonderful. He made me feel so good and I just didn't want it to end. I didn't want the date to end. Um, So I tried to take things slow, of course, because I had just gotten out of a relationship. So I didn't want to move too fast because I didn't know, you know, what was happening. But I couldn't control my feelings and so I just kind of had to let my guard down and I kind of just had to let go and let God I had to let my heart do the talking for me so after that things picked up quickly so in March again I broke it off with my then boyfriend February Mm -hmm. 2007 in March 2007 we made it official in July 2007 we moved in together September 2007 wow 
And in July 2008 is when we tied the knot. And again, here we are 12 years later with the beautiful little girl. So it moved pretty quickly. And so, you know, I I tell people that story all the time and they're shocked because, you know, the reality is some people think that you have to be together for years on now and, you know, be establishing your careers before you actually, you know, take that leap of faith. But for us, it was literally all within one year. And we're yeah. still married 12 years later. 12 years later with a beautiful baby girl. I mean, that is yes. so inspiring, Kima. I mean, it's funny that you are sharing your story in that way because literally that is what I had to do in my own relationship before I said I do. I had to let go and let God. And I had to realize that this was an opportunity for me to have love and to be in a state with the ideal man for me. So when I let go and I let God happen and intervene within one year very similar to your story met my fiance dated made me feel so beautiful like a queen like something i never experienced in no relationship and it was just something i just could not live without and from there i mean like you said met dated for a short period of time moved in we do live together so moved in in a short period of time in 2000 of I want to say 19 last year proposed to me very soon after and now we here and I'm getting ready to tie the knot in July of 2021 it's a blessing and it is it is not something that I had to wait on you know it was just I, I felt it I knew he was the one did you have that same type of feeling same type of feeling like there was just something different because yeah. you know I'm saying that we've been with so many men but the relationships that we did subject ourselves to like I've dealt with so many different things from yeah. being in relationships you know with you know men who had children so baby mama drama came with that and yeah. just you know men who weren't men they were boys they were and boys so, I knew that when I met him that I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted in a man. I knew how I wanted to be treated. I knew what was right for me after being treated different ways, you know, for so long. And so I just knew that, you know, like I said, that he was the one. And we're both also very too mature um, individuals. So we, like I said, you know, we got married really young, but our minds were very mature, Right, you know, adults. Yeah. Um, so, like, like I said, said, I just knew, I could just feel it in my heart that he, he was the one for oh. me. Well, I'm so happy you found your one because everybody yeah. deserves to feel that love and to have that one in their life. So I'm so happy for you. And 12 years later, blessing. I'm Thank so looking love. forward to it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You're welcome. So how were you proposed to then? So my proposal, um, and I'm not the girl that just, you know, how people, some ladies, they dream of their perfect proposal or their perfect wedding day. And I've never dreamt that. Like, I never dreamt my perfect proposal on wedding day. I just, not saying that I didn't want to get married, but I just wasn't the person to dream that. So it was very shocking. And I was very grateful the way he proposed. Like, when we were together, he kept saying things like, you know, you're going to be my wife. I'm going to make you my mm-hmm. wife. But it's like, mm-hmm. you're all talk, but nothing's yep. happening. <laughs> yeah, until I see it. Yeah, so one day he he um, went out and he got a ring. And so he was playing basketball one day, one night and came home. And 
literally got down on one knee and proposed. And Aww. so thought he was joking and so he wasn't. <laughs> so was like, of course. And so he put this ring on me. It was a nice little Cuban Ciccone ring from Walmart, Aww. a little jewelry section. So back then again, uh I wasn't like into flashy, you know, jewelry and diamonds, which I'm still not right. to this day. Um so I I was very happy with the ring. Like I even wore it on my wedding day because I got a new ring for my, when I actually got married. Right. Um, it was a brand new ring, but on my wedding day, I wore that ring because he, that's all he could afford at the time. Right. So I was very grateful for what he had gotten me and I was very blessed and I was just flaunting it as if it was, you know, a princess cut diamond ring or whatever. <laughs> so, um, but that's how he proposed. It was very intimate. It was out of the blue. And, you know, I was. it was nice to me. And I was grateful for it. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter about the size of the carrots. It's about what it meant to you. Your love. Mm -hmm. The foundation. That is so beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. So how long have you been married? And what do you consider to be the best part of being married? So I have been, we just celebrated 12 years um, of being married in this past July. Okay. Um, and the best part of being married is having someone you can share life with. Yeah. Uh, we've started from the bottom and literally built our lives together. And so knowing that I have someone who has my back, no matter what, is, is truly an incredible feeling. And so, you know, you have a lifetime partner pretty much. Right. Um, God willing, you know, things continue to work out between us and we continue to do as we've done for the past years. But having that life partner and knowing you have someone to go through life with is the best part of being married. I would absolutely agree with that. I'm not even married yet, but the fact that I have the same person and he's constant and he's consistent and he shows up for me and he supports me and he's a great father and a great provider and everything a great man should be. It's like I'm just excited about what life will bring us through the years. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. That is definitely what I think the joy of marriage brings. Yes. So how long have you? Let's go to this question. So what are some key things you think a successful marriage should have? I know you mentioned that you've been married for 12 years. So I know in your experience what would be some of those ideal things? So I honestly think that the key things depend on the couple. Okay. Um, one thing that I always tell married couples who ask me for advice is to do what works for the both of you. Okay. Um, every marriage is different. Every man is different. Every woman is different. And so for us, some key factors that my husband and I make sure we focus on our our communicating okay um compromising putting our home first um finances definitely respect dating each other and of course you know sex is important as well right. and not in that order but those are some of the key factors of what makes us have a successful marriage so now granted we are not perfect mm -hmm. um we've hit some bumps in the road over the past 12 years um but we never gave up on each other. Um, we survived and, you know, we just continue to do those things and make sure those factors are being met and they're present in our marriage. Um, some people, you know, and of course, keeping God first. Yes, and absolutely. I say that, but 
my husband, he's believes in God, but he's someone who doesn't, you know, go to church. Like he's not an everyday Sunday, go to church type of person. And so, yes, we have God in our lives, but Mm -hmm. there are some couples who, you know, that's the foundation, which it should be, but they are, you know, very invested in church. Both of them, you know, raise their children in church. And so, you know, I go to church, you know, faithfully. I'm from a church, you know, my daughter goes to church and my husband believes in God, but he just feels like, you know, he worships in a different way. Right. And you that's know? totally fine. So, yeah. But for, and for some people, you know, going to church every Sunday in the marriage is what is a key factor for them. Right. And so that's why I say it depends on the couple because some couples may not think that sex is an important factor. That's true. Um, but for me, um, it is, you know, it, yeah. it is to, to make sure that, you know, the both of you are satisfied. Mm-hmm. Finances are definitely an important factor because, you know, finances and children are like two things that make and break a marriage. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we made sure, you know, and I think I'll talk about that later that we was on the same page, but for my marriage, those are the important factors that we stick with. Got it. Okay. And those are some great key factors. I mean, communication is definitely a big one because communication stems with everything as far as communicating about finances, um, how to raise your child and just mm-hmm. giving just respect. So I'm definitely, that's one thing that we're focusing on right now. We're going through uh, marriage, premarital counseling and communication okay. is a big one for us. And we're working through that process and knowing how to just trust and have that respect for one another when we speak. And when we speak, we speak with love. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, you know, we believe in God. Very, very similar to your husband. Um, It's just we're not the type of people who go to church every Sunday. And like you said, it's with every couple, every man, every woman happens to be different. But in that, we believe in God and we know that God is our foundation. And from that, we kind of let that lead in every aspect of our lives. So this is something that we're definitely building on. And I would totally agree with you about sex, making that be another priority because it is one for us as well. So all these are great things. And I want to continue to build on these things also in my relationship as well. Because I told my um, fiance, which is my husband, um, I never want to feel like I'm married. You know, I'm married to you. Yes, I wear this ring and I made this vow and this promise to you. But I also want to still feel like we're dating. Like, I still want to have those butterfly feelings. I want to still be, like, amazed. I still want to go out on dates and, you know, enjoy you and your company. So that's something that is really, really to my heart and what I want in my relationship. And I think that's a good key factor in our foundation as well. Yes, it is. So I'm excited so much. Yeah, I'm excited for you, too. And I can't wait to see, you know, um, you know, you do this whole marriage thing because, you know, people have these big weddings, but mm-hmm. they forget about the marriage afterwards. Right. That's where work starts. The real work. It can have a beautiful day, mm-hmm. but the main part, the most important part is the actual marriage. The marriage itself, right? Not just the day of, right? Mm-hmm. The years Absolutely. to come. Well, thank you, Kima. So how have you been able to be the successful entrepreneur while balancing being a mother and wife? 
so that part has not been easy. Okay. Um, but again, it's very rewarding, and I'll explain why. Um, I worked in education for over 18, 19 years. Yep. And although I worked in education and was able to have the summers off, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas time and all yep. that, I still miss so much time being a mom and wife. Yep. So when I had my daughter, um, I had to return back to work when she was only three months, and it made me very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was grateful, of course, that my grandmother was able to watch her and that I didn't have to send her to daycare with a bunch of strangers, but I still wasn't ready to leave her so soon. Right. Um, so since then, I always wanted to start my own business, but was afraid to leave um, my, you know, nine to five, of course, with those benefits. Yep. Uh, the paid time off, the consistent pay. I was afraid to leave that. So, um, but I was missing major milestones like her crawling, her rolling over because I was working a nine to five. Um, So in 2017, I was doing both teaching education uh, by day and then teaching my classes at night with the hopes of being able to make enough to leave my job and start my business. Right. Uh, my dance classes weren't going as planned, but I still continue to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to March 2019, my job um, informed us that we did not receive uh, funding again and that we'd all be losing our jobs and that wow. the organization will be closing down. So it was 300 plus employees who was being laid off. Oh, wow. And so I feel like that was oh, a clear not. sign that I needed from God. Absolutely. You want to start your business because I prayed about it. I prayed and asked the Lord to please bless me with a way where I can still do what I love right. and receive income, but still be more available for my family. This was it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just needed that push to mm-hmm. pursue my business full time. And this was my push. Um, right. I made the decision to not look for another job and pursue my dream. There were others who felt like, they needed to work. They didn't yeah. have a backup plan or they didn't have those entrepreneurial aspirations. Right. Um, so, but I did. And so it was like me and like three other of my other coworkers who started our own businesses. Okay. So um, I had the full support from my husband and that was all that I needed. I just needed his support. Right. Um, once I got laid off, I had more time to be with my husband and my daughter, you know, being able to cook, being present for midday school activities for my daughter and uh, just taking some load off of my husband because, right. you know, he I would get up to get my daughter dressed, but he would drop her off at school, pick her up from school, take her to dance class, sit through dance class with her, then, you know, bring her home, have her in the bed, do her homework mm-hmm. because I'm getting off at five o'clock. And then I was doing both. So I was oh, getting yeah, off at five classes. o'clock and then teaching my class at seven. So I was getting home so late. Right. Uh, but, you know, I just I loved what I do, though, what right. I did. You know, I right. love teaching dance fitness. So although I was working those long hours, I got excited about that after hour work because I was working towards my business. Absolutely. Um, so it has it has been hard. Um, just being an entrepreneur, it has been tough. I've had days where I've cried. I felt like giving up, um, throwing in the towel. I've second guessed my, my decision when times got tough. Like, right. should I go look for another job in nine to five? Did I make the right decision? Right. Um, and when I experience this feeling, I reflect on how available I am for my family and how much my students love my classes. 
Um, and that's what motivates me to keep going. And I also just look at other dance fitness instructors who are doing substantially well. Right. I scroll back to the beginning of their journey through social media to see where they started. Right. And when I see where they started, it's kind of where I am now. And so that's what motivates me. I'm like, I just need to give myself some time. That's it. Just time. Yeah. Just time. Because if you think about it, we spent all our time and like you said, away from our families and essentially making somebody else's dream come true when you're working nine to five. And I mean, I don't know about you, Kima, but you just gave me hope. You gave me hope that the entrepreneur path that I am on right now and trying to develop, she evolved. Well, not trying. I'm doing and yes, you are. I am doing. I'm actively putting in the work like you have done with going to work and my nine to five, getting off at five, but still showing up for my business because I know that this is going to provide me with time, resources, and the opportunity to transition into being a business owner to support myself and my family. So I want to say thank you just for giving me hope in that because just hearing your story and how you're able to balance motherhood, wife, and then still be a successful business owner you may have your hiccups here and there but you're not giving up and that's what you have to do in this business so i have to continue to you know believe in myself and trust that this will too pass absolutely and you said two important things that i say all the time working a nine to five you know invest that's investing in someone else's dream and granted is. i have nothing against nine to fives because some people love their jobs yeah they love they do um but it's just it just wasn't for me anymore. And right. then you also said something like you're not trying, you're doing. I'm doing. And I hear a lot of people always say, I'm trying, I'm trying. When you try to give them when you try to like uplift them, like I see you out here doing your thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. No, you doing. You doing. You are doing. Trying is making excuses and getting it here and there. No, when you actually put in that work, you are doing. That's not trying. You are doing. So I say that all the time. And I love, you know, that you, what you're doing and that you're actually doing it. And just that's when your work starts after your nine to five. Absolutely. Your work starts when you start working with She Evolved. That is when your work actually starts. You're putting in overtime yes. because you want to see She Evolved evolve. Evolve. So, Kima, you got it. it. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I love it too. And it is making me feel whole. So I'm yes. not, I'm walking in the right direction. I you know. Sure are. I am. So thank you for giving me that hope and blessing me with that. Seriously. Of course. Absolutely. So let's get back to you and your hubby. So how do you, yourself and your husband, you make big decisions together? Like, for example, buying a home. So how were you able to both work together to find your dream home and let this be an opportunity for you both to shine and know that you purchased this together and it's what you want ultimately? So we've always made our big decisions by talking it out first. Again, like I said, key factor is communication. So we always communicate and talk first. So, for example, um, having children is a big decision in the marriage. Um, So we both knew we wanted to start a family, but he also knew I wanted to graduate from college first. So we decided that we start a family. And once I graduated, we did just that. We started a family. And then another huge decision was moving um, into my mother-in-law's house so that we can save and buy a home. Right. And so, of course, you know, and I, I have the type of, I'm, I'm married into 
a great family. My in-laws are great. My mother-in-law is great. And so I had no problem, you know, getting on board and moving in with my mother-in-law, especially for us to buy a house. So um, we set a goal. We set a timeline. We wanted to move in with her for a year. We went through this first time home home buying program, which is called NACA. Mm -hmm. So it took us, you know, a year. Um, So again, we had, you know, that discussion. We moved in with her and, you know, we was going through the home buying process. And so once we start looking for a home i knew what i wanted you know i wanted of course i wanted a house i didn't even think about condo or townhome i wanted a house and i'm like you know of course the cost of living out here is high unless you're living up the hill and commuting back and forth to work right so but i was just set you know i'm wanting a house and so i'm like but then i'm like i don't want to move to south central and Mm -hmm. there's just certain locations that i would like to stay right so I had to, we had to talk about that and we had to kind of compromise. So that place we live in now, it's a townhome. It's only like eight units. Um, and so it was a fixer upper. It was the first one we saw. Okay. And I absolutely hated it because it was a fixer upper. So that everything was dirty. Mm. It was carpet in here. It was nasty. Walls nasty. Bathrooms nasty. It was so disgusting. So I was like, eh. No. I don't want it. Right. But then we looked at other places that were moving ready, but they were a little further. Complexes were much bigger. HOA fees were, it was just bad areas, all of that stuff. So I'm just like confused. And so my husband, you know, he talked to one of his fraternity brothers who's a homeowner and he told him that he gave him some advice. He was like, you know what? You can definitely fix up. Um, your home, but you can't fix up or change a neighborhood. That's true. And so when my husband came back to me and told me that, I was like, that is so true. And so I was like, we can definitely take the extra money that we have, change and fix up this home that's my least favorite. Right. And so after talking again, after communicating, yeah. that was our decision that we came with. And so it was to purchase this place where we are and fix it up and so that's what we end up doing so that's how we ended up uh, buying our home um we live in bellflower okay so you know, it's nice a great community. you know community yep. neighborhood so you know we're comfortable we're comfortable nice. raising our daughter so that was our decision you know in the home buying process nice nice well all those things are some great tips i mean definitely like you said from the fraternity brother and he said you can definitely fix up your home but you can't change the neighborhood and that's so important when you have children you want to think about where you're raising them and the opportunities Absolutely. that you're giving them so we're actually going through the process with naka as well in purchasing our first home and we live in vegas so you know it's definitely a lower cost of living but what we're finding is in certain areas if you were go if you were to go to maybe a not so area like how you were saying as far as South Central, if we go into like the northern part or other areas that are not so great out here, we're finding that okay, you can get more for your buck, but what about this neighborhood? What about these schools over here that are not that great? So we are having to compromise and find one be within our budget of what we qualify for. And then ideally myself too, I wanna be in a home. I don't wanna live in you know, necessarily an apartment type of community. I want my son to be able to go out in the front yard, backyard, entertain, and still, you know, feel safe in his neighborhood to go outside. So we're definitely communicating and, 
using our resources of talking to people. And if we find a home that may not ideally have everything that I want, but if I can fix it up, and as long as if it has a bathtub, I'm sold at this point. Because ownership is so important, and I'm, I don't want to spend my dollars anymore. So I'm so hopeful in just knowing that the home is going to find me, it's going to fit our needs, and come the end of December, January, we're going to close. So I'm excited. Yes. I love it. Congratulations. I'm I'm happy about that. NACA is such a great program. It is. It's time consuming. It is very. But if you ha- <laughs> it's so time consuming. But it is. And my husband was ready to throw in a towel. Girl. No. We're going to do it. this out. We're yes. going to push. We got a place to stay. Uh-huh. We're going to stick it out. And so he tells everybody all the time, like, I'm glad I listened to my wife. I'm glad we stuck it out. It's very, it's a gruesome process, but it is is very worth it. It It is is so worth it. And, I, and I'm looking forward to it because, like you said, gruesome, but yes, beneficial. So I'm I'm waiting oh, for yeah. the benefits, and it, it takes us it takes some sacrifices to get blessed. So I'm gonna just keep yes. going through this, and like you said, you made that big sacrifice in, in going into living with your in laws because you have some great in laws, me as well. So I have no problem with stepping into that light if I need to because I know my in-laws will support me and my husband so much because like I said I live in Vegas all my family is in Cali so at the end of the day my my in-laws are my new family and we have a great support factor so we will be homeowners very soon just like you and your husband I love it yes I'm here for it so our children, like we said, are so important and we made decisions based on them. So our children are actually around the same age. How do you and your husband co-parent so that you both are on the same page and raising your daughter so she knows the expectations? So this has been a little difficult over the past couple of years because she's getting older. So we but we de- definitely balance each other out. OK, um, you know, believe it or not, he's more of the disciplinarian. Um, and I'm more of the, you know, talk it out, getting her mind type of person. So she has always been a great student since the day she started school when she was three years old. She's excels in every subject in school and she's such an incredible child. Um, of course, as she gets older, she picks up some bad habits, you right. know, trying to lie, trying mm-hmm. to sneak around, um, et cetera. So uh, we had to start like fixing that real quick and right. nipping it in the bud or it's going to you know, not be good for her as she get older. So my husband will be ready to go just straight into punishment and discipline mode, which is cool because it's needed, but it's like, he doesn't put an uh, end time on it. So mm. he'll do stuff like he'll take her tablet until he says it's time for her to get it back. And I'm like, when is that? Like typically when we were growing up, it was, we would have punishments and it would be like, you know, you're not getting this back for two weeks or are you on punishment for a month or can't ride your bike or go outside for a month. So I just try to get him to keep his discipline method, but have a little more patience and like give her, you know, an end time. Like, right. And I also try to get him to like get into her mind to talk to her to like see why she did it. Why right. are you lying? Why are you picking up these bad habits? Mm-hmm. Why do you think you could sneak around? Like he also he had told her he she can no longer go on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's not that she's finding thing bad things on YouTube. It's that YouTube there there's certain things that pop up. Yep. And so even though we can just do like a children's YouTube Parental. and block all that, you got to mm-hmm. be eighteen or older. She would type in like children's shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it would be like a family blogging with their kids in it, 
but then it'll be like the mom is pregnant and she's recording her whole birth process. Uh, and it's like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the kids are there, but it's like, this is not for a kid. It's not. And so he's right. trying to protect her from that. So, you know, he told her, like, you can't go back on YouTube. So she hasn't been on in like a year, but she likes looking at these blogging videos because she likes blogging. Right. And so she had snuck and went back on YouTube after like a year. And so I'm like, well, did you ask her why? He's like, well, I asked her why, because he didn't ask her why. He was just so upset that he had punished her. And so I'm like, why did you do it? And he was like, she was like, because it's been so long and I knew he would say no. Mm. And so it's like, I get that. But it's like, now we had to go deeper and explain to her why. Right. Why we took it from her. It's not you. It's the people. Exactly. And so you are too young to be watching birth videos, although they had their children there blogging is still something that exceeded what a child should see. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I, we just balance each other out like that. I'm more of the talk and she hardly gets whoopings because she's not a terrible kid. Right. So she's gotten a couple whoopings by doing sneaky stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but I don't do the whoopings. Right. Right. And so, but in, for the most part, she's a great kid, but you have to watch out for those kids who get good grades, but try to sneak around too. Like, right. you know what I mean? You got to watch out for that. So we just balance each other out literally. Like he's the total opposite and I'm the total opposite. So I allow for him to discipline her in the way that he needs to, that he feels is effective, but also talk to him like, you know, okay, punishment until you say so. And let's say like a week so that she can know, I got a week to get my stuff together and that'll give her enough time to know not to make the same mistake again. So right. that's how we kind of balance each other out. Absolutely. And I, and I love the fact that like you allow him, you give him that grace to step in and be the disciplinarian in that role. And then, I mean, we, we as parents, there's no parental guide guidebook to tell us how to actually parent our children. We just do the best from our childhood experiences. And then we in a new society. And like you said, YouTube is so present in our children's lives. So this is definitely something that we have to be able to communicate about with one another and you have to give grace. And if your husband disciplines in that way, it's about having that conversation with him before you are, I guess, essentially going behind and doing something and talking directly to your daughter where else not having that conversation with your husband first and finding out why he did the things that he did. And then you too can take it to her. So that way she's, is not thinking that she can mom said this or dad said this because that's something I definitely want to stray away from how me and my husband will be co-parenting because yes. I'm a disciplinarian you know and me being a single parent and now having somebody to support me I have to allow him to step in that discipline role too and whatever yes. he says goes you know yes. and if I may feel indifferent about it then that's not something for me to take on in front of my child that's something that we need to have a conversation about away from here so that way he understands that at the end of the day mom and dad are on the same page and we're doing this because we want to protect and love you absolutely so i'm learning i'm learning but (laughs) that's good that's important especially for blended families yes you need to you need to have that you know you need to have that discussion about what's allowed and what's not because Mm -hmm. you know some mothers you know who may have children already and get married like they don't allow for their husbands to to discipline their children i've seen i've seen different stories about that like you know it's like 
well, what am I here for? Yeah. You know, I'm here to be disrespected all the time or. Right. So I understand I that. that. Understand how hard it is to, you know, being a blended family and, you know, having to accept that. But it's like, this is a, this is your new husband. This is the man of the house. Like you want to respect that. So. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's definitely something that we're gonna keep building on and forming in our in our unit. I love it. Thank you. So, where do you see yourself in your marriage in like the next five years? So we have discussed having one more child, but again, that's up in the air. You know, who knows? My daughter is (laughs) going to be nine next year. I don't really care about the gap because I now have the leeway to be at home to raise another child. Um, But we'll see that that we'll see what happens. Um, Also, my husband has a full time job, but he also has a a photography business Mm -hmm. um, and he's been in business with photography for like maybe seven years. Okay. Um, So in the next five years, I see us opening up a joint studio where I teach my classes and he does his studio work where he would take photos. So I want to get like a, a event space where there's like a room. So that on the outside, on the main room, I will have my mirrors where I can teach my classes. And then he can have a, a room in the back where he can set up his backdrop and the studio equipment and all his right. props. So um, I really want us to invest in a building to where we can do our joint businesses out of the same studio. Wow. Yeah, no, that would be amazing. You guys working together and like you said, mm-hmm. forming this foundation to where you don't have to work for anyone else. And I know your husband would love that. And that's a great opportunity for you guys to join together as one in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. dope. And now that I know that your husband is a photographer, I'm so looking for a photographer. Like I've seen photos of you and him taking pictures or whatnot. But now that I know like he's really a photographer, like I'm so looking for somebody to take photos at my wedding. So if he's interested, I definitely want to connect and get his info and see what his rates would be. Yeah, definitely. He's done weddings. He's done a few weddings in the past. So I'll definitely connect you with him for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that because we're looking. We're looking. Yes. So how long or how have you evolved personally as a woman by now being a wife? So I feel like I've always been pretty mature, but I've feel like being a wife and a mother really put life into perspective like you know like I'm no longer single like I need to carry myself you know as a married woman um I'm now a mother and I need to carry myself as such so you know I I gradually like grew apart from my old friends so I didn't Mm. purposely distance myself from my old friends it was just that we were on different paths at different times and I had more responsibilities and my outlook on life was so much different so I started to just work on being a better me for this new life for this new journey I was getting ready to embark on as a wife and a future mother so it's been you know a process evolving but it's all based on experience. So I had nobody to, I had no one to go to, to tell me how to be a wife, even though you don't tell nobody how to be a wife, but you give advice. I had no one to give advice. My husband and I both came from single family households and the examples of marriages that we have from our mothers were, you know, physical and mental abuse and drugs and all of that stuff. That was so we couldn't go to our mothers for the ideal advice on marriage. Um, So we had to figure it out. 
I had to figure this whole mother thing out. So I evolved based on my experience and based on just living it day in and day out and just finally like figuring out what works for me and my household as a wife and as a mother. So it's definitely just based on experience as far as evolving. You can definitely get all of the advice you can from different mothers and different wives right but it's all based on how you operate as a wife and as a mother right and like you said those life experiences ideally they teach you in so many ways of how to one become who you want to be like you know you can be in a single lifestyle and you know hanging with your homegirls or going out and doing anything in that social aspect but once you become a wife you may not necessarily hang out in those certain type of crowds anymore once you become a mother you may not dress in a certain way anymore because you, again you have a daughter so you have to look at what she's looking at and this is the person who is going to ideally um, mimic you and she's your mini me so like you said, evolving was an experience. And I feel like that's what I'm currently going through as a woman, like just seeing my past experiences and the past relationships and where I'm at today and being a mom and being in a good relationship and having a foundation. It is definitely allowing me to see who do I want to be as a woman? Who do I want to be as a mother? And who do I want to be as a wife? Because I might have not had all great images in those ways, but I definitely have learned from the lack of or seeing what I don't want. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm here for it. And I mean, I'm going to continue to evolve and I'm going to continue to grow and do what's best for myself and my family at the end of the day. Absolutely. That's all you're supposed to do. So good. You're on the right track. Thank you. So what advice would you give me in becoming a wife? My advice I would give you on becoming a wife is to always keep your private business with you and your husband between you and your husband. Um, It's none of your family's business or his family's business of what y'all go through because it's just like the first thing that he does negative, like the family will look at him different. And then when you reconcile, like the family's still looking at him different. Mm -hmm. So definitely always keep your business in y'all household between y'all. Definitely keep all marital private business off of social media. Got it. Women and men really have that bad putting their business out on social media. Like Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times and maybe that's just their way of getting through stuff. But right. I've seen so many women who have suffered miscarriages in their in their marriages oh, wow. and stuff like that. And that may just be how they grieve because they want to get that feedback from the community. But that's not something that, you know, I would do. Right. But I just think that personal private marriage business should just be kept in the home. Right. Um, Always do what works for you. Again, you're going to get plenty of advice from other married women on the things that they do. But if that does not work for you, then you find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, continue to do what works for you and your husband. He's going to probably get advice as well. But if that does not work for him, he needs to find what works for him. Always, mm-hmm. always respect each other. Um, My husband and I did not, when we got married, we did not change. We didn't get rid of like our friends, although we grew apart with our friends, we didn't get rid of them. We didn't stop, you know, going out and having fun. 
And my husband, me and my husband have this thing where we don't ask each other to do stuff like, oh, can I go out with my friend? Can I go hang? We'll just kind of tell each other like in a respectful way, like, hey, babe, I'm going to go hang out with such and such for a few hours. Okay, that's cool. Right. It's not can I, may I, like we never had that type of marriage. Mm. We still maintained our independence. We still maintained our individuality, but just being married. So don't change who you are just because you're married. Definitely, you know, change your ways for the better, but don't change who you are. Continue to date, to date each other throughout your marriage and always, always support each other in every aspect of life. So that's my advice. Well, that is some great advice, Kima. Like, seriously, because I definitely want to continue dating my husband. I don't necessarily want this to be a mother, may I, and can I. Like, I want to Mm -hmm. have a loving relationship and a trusting relationship. And then at the end of the day, you know, that just builds all around respect. So we constantly are getting into this. We have to speak in love. If we speak in love and we keep each other's, you know, best interest at the forefront of our marriage and then we should be able to get through anything and keeping our business our business like my business it's not for social media so you may see an image of my husband and myself and or my child but just know that my personal business and I'm not a personal person I'm not a person that just randomly talks about my personal life anyway so that's something that I really already love about my husband because he's kind of the same in that sense too so we have that foundation and I think that will help carry us throughout those times when things do get bad you know we need to depend on one another and our communication skills and work it out ourselves and not looking yes. for our family to figure it out for us because I definitely don't want the the messiness on in-laws on on either side of our marriage yes so so i'm definitely taking that one to the heart absolutely absolutely so finally i have one final question for you so how did you prepare yourself for your wedding day mentally physically and or emotionally because mine is approaching a day after your birthday next year july 2nd (laughs) and i'm trying to prepare it's like you said these big lavish type of weddings but i'm really just trying to prepare mentally physically and emotionally because i want to be like my best self when I walked to my husband. So how did you prepare yourself for that? So honestly, uh, because I was so young, I was 22. I was 21 when we met, 22 when I actually got married. So um, I didn't really focus that much on physical, mental, and emotionally, honestly. Like it just wasn't in my mind. Um, I was into fitness back then, but not like I am now. So of course I wanted to lose a few pounds. So mm-hmm. I would work out here and there. Um, emotionally it was draining planning the wedding. And if yeah. I had, you know, more resources back then, you know, I would have done more self care, um, and just to relieve some stress. Um, my husband and I did our vow renewal though at 10 years. Yes. And I have to say that the planning process was much smoother and less stressful. Good. So during this time I was heavy on my fitness. So, um, that I can just relieve some stress, you know. Um, but the planning wasn't stressful. I kept it simple. We renewed at the same church where we got married nice. in. And I hired a coordinator this time around, which helped with my mental. Yes. So, you know, the most important part pretty much is, you know, just trying to stay sane. Yes. Um, just, you know, kind of staying focused. If you do have a wedding planner, let your wedding planner do their part. Um, you know, that's what they're there for, to relieve that stress. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know for me, like, fitness also helps me relieve stress. 
definitely try to, you know, I would say incorporate some massages here and there if you can. Um, But and sometimes just take a step back from it. Like if you see yourself planning and working on it every single day, you need to just take a break from it. Just give your mind a break, you know, from it just briefly or for a day, you know, take a day with your husband, go out, not talk about wedding stuff, you know what I mean? And then reconvene on another day. But it's definitely important. You know, a lot of women just want it to be so perfect that they let it stress them out and stuff like that. But just definitely take, do a lot of self-care, you know, spa days or whatever you need to do a lot of self-care and let your coordinator, if you have one, do their job. Perfect. Well, that is definitely where I'm at, Kima. I had to take a, a, a break, a step back, and not make this an everyday conversation. And anytime I communicate with my soon-to-be husband and then allow this just to be a a, celeb, a, a, celeb, a celebration. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is. It's a celebration of our love. It's not supposed to be something that is so stressful. And, I mean, I'm, I'm a planner. I, I am literally a planner. I have a wedding coordinator and a planner. And I am going to allow her to do her job and I'm going to step back and trust her and her profession and knowing that, you know, my vision will become reality with me just communicating and trusting in God and just celebrating my love all the way up until the very day of me saying I do. So I am in the process of self-care right now and working on my fitness goals because I want to feel good. Like I said, when I walk down the aisle and feel like, you know, I feel good, you know, not just on the outside, but the inside as well and not be a bridezilla because that's not what I'm going for. And I want it to be a great experience for my husband as well because it's his wedding, too. So I'm I'm, I'm taking a step back and I'm definitely on my self-care regimen right now. And I think that is saving me because in the beginning, (laughs) I was acting like the wedding was like two, three days from now. (laughs) And I'm being honest, like, girl, I got almost everything already done. But that's just a planner in me. So I have to take a step back. So that's where I'm at right now. I love it. (laughs) I love it. All right, Kima. Well, I so appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me today and giving me advice and um, just providing your story to myself and the listeners on how you have evolved as a woman, a mother, and as a married woman. I so appreciate you being here. So I wanted to um, see if you had any resources that you can extend out to the audience for women who happen to be married um, or who are in the process of becoming married. What will be some of those things that you have in mind? So since I got married so young, um, there weren't as many resources or maybe there were, but I wasn't really looking um, that I knew of. But, you know, there's plenty now, like, um, definitely connect with other married couples um, as resources and maybe you can start following. I have this uh, sorority sister on Instagram. Her name is Mel. Her Instagram is at glad tidings by Mel. Okay. Um, She's a licensed therapist, a self-care coach, and she also has a book called the love challenges, which Mm -hmm. highlights, you know, marriage, the good, the bad, you know, she's married. I haven't read it yet, but I did um, read, read great reviews about it. Um, But that's definitely a resource I would um, definitely use. Um, I would stay away from like, 
celebrity marriages. And oh, absolutely. Like, you know, like, <laughs> the celebrity, uh, Kadeen and, um, what's the other, what's his name? What's her husband's name? You know, the two, uh, I think I know who you're talking about, but see, I'm not a big social media person, but I think I might've watched this show before, uh-huh. but, um, I just been big on just being in, I just want to know how does a real marriage work from women who are actually not on a reality TV show? Because a lot of that is made up. So yeah, I, I don't why. want that as a foundation. So I'm kind of not going in that in that realm because I think that's a do not. <laughs> I think that that's very important yeah. because you don't know, like their reality is so much different than ours. Yes, it is. And it's um, not the same. I never, I never tried to have a marriage like someone else, no. even if they're you know, not a celebrity or regular. I always try to just have the marriage that I set up for myself, that we set up for ourselves, my husband and I. But definitely, like what I see all the time when people post on celebrities, married couple statuses is goals, 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 goals. Be your own goal. When people, that, and that is what, that's what I definitely say to to my queens (laughs) when they always try to have a body like somebody else yeah. I'm always telling you, you need to be your own body goals that's it be Period. your own body goals you need to be your own goals when people tell us we goals we tell them you don't know what we had to you go really to don't get to where we are you don't had you knew you probably wouldn't think we're still goals yes you probably <laughs> wouldn't be able to handle man the downside of marriage the financial issues mm-hmm. You know the the struggle, right? Like, the real life are struggle. We still goals when you see uh-huh. us struggling, yeah. Or are we goals because you see that the we outcome. rose above? Yep. So I don't never say that a celebrity is goals to me. I don't never like. I only try to be like myself. That's it. I only try to create a marriage that my husband and I create. My body is my own goals. My yep. business is my own goals. So unfortunately, social media has taken the front seat of everybody's lives and mm-hmm. they just think with these celebrity marriages like with these diamonds and all the flashiness that they want to be like them i'm like you don't know what they had to go through you like don't. you you just don't know you, you just don't. don't know i mean with beyonce and jay-z everybody think that they're goals but, but i'm like they publicly talked about the infidelities, the mm-hmm. mis- it's like they regular people too. Yeah. They have gone through stuff as well. And so, and it's like with a lot of people who go through some, the first issue that they go through, they want to bounce, they want to bail. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that. Like Beyonce and Jay-Z had mishaps, but they rose above it. Yeah. They rose above it. So it's like, don't try to be like them. Try to be like your own self. Like, and that that's just all that I say. Like with resources, it's really hard out here just finding resources. There's def- definitely a lot of resources, but you have to be careful with what you choose and who you go to. Right. Well, I am definitely being careful in that way. And I'm definitely trying to be my own goal in every aspect of my life. So I appreciate you for just sharing that and taking the time to say that. And speak that because it's important that we trust in ourselves and our own abilities at the end of the day because we can't live anybody else's lives but the life that we create. So I'm about creating my own life and my own happiness. 
at the end of the day. So, Kima, how can we find you? Because I'm a con I, like I said, I am definitely considering coming out to Cali so I can get into your classes, but I'm watching them online and I'm getting my twerk on with you via social media. So, how can we find you? So, um, you can follow me on Instagram at urge to dance, U R G E, the number two, and dance, D A N C E. I'm on Facebook as well. Um, same name, Twitter account at urge to dance. My YouTube channel is Urge to Dance TKO. You can find all videos on there, beginner level, advanced level, months workout TKO toning that you use with the dumbbells. I have nice. some kids hip hop dance fitness okay. videos on there with my daughter. Um, so everything. If you cannot get to my classes, I teach classes twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday, 7 p.m. in Carson. Um, all that information is on my Instagram page and my Facebook page. So if you're able to make it out to a live class, you can definitely come to a live class. And if you aren't able to make it out, I definitely post a new video on my social media weekly for you to work out to. But there's definitely enough content to get started on it uh, today. So nice, nice, <laughs> definitely. All right, so if you guys are interested in Shakima, she is definitely the instructor in Twerk and Tone Fitness. I'm going through some of her classes as well. I watch via YouTube because I am not in Cali right now to visit her in person. The classes are amazing. So please feel free to check her out at her information that she just gave to you. But we're going to go ahead and close out our meeting today. Again, thank you so much, Kima, for being here. So next week. Thank you, babe. So next week's topic, we will continue showcasing our theme, Becoming. She is wifey sharing stories of other married women on how they have evolved as wives and their tools on what it took to stay married because Kima and her husband are real couple goals even though I'm trying to be my own goal right Kima absolutely so again thank you all for sharing listening and subscribing and continuing to support she evolved where women come to share in this sacred space for additional programs resources and to shop our new teas that are dropping which is she is wifey feel free to visit us at she evolved dot inc where you can shop our newest and latest items all right guys you guys all be blessed and i am affirming that you will evolve into the woman that you were born to be